Well, I'm very pleased to be here today. Uh, for the record, I'm Steve Emmington, editor of Let'sRecycle.com, and I'm talking to Jochen Baer, who's head of DS Smith Recycling. Uh, Jochen, we're obviously in very unusual times here. I mean, how is the recycling side of DS Smith handling, uh, dealing with the current coronavirus pandemic and all your normal recycling activities? Yeah, I mean, we definitely experience unprecedented times right now. I mean, for us, I mean, the first thing is around making sure that our people are safe. Um, uh, and I'm quite um, positive around our contingency plans, which are really working. So we have reduced the number of people in our offices. We are following the guidelines from governments and our own group. All our depots are still operating, which is a real achievement in the current environment. And uh, yeah, generally speaking, you know, um, yes, we have a couple of people which are uh, in self-isolations, but um, at the moment, knock on wood, uh, we don't have an active uh, COVID-19 case in our workforce in recycling across Europe, which is really, really positive. Mm, that is positive. Let's let's hope it stays like that. I mean, are, are you managing with with the workforce to enforce uh, this, this distancing requirement, say with drivers or? people working in depots? Um, yes, we, we, we are following a lot of guidelines. We, we are providing, um, I mean, as you would expect, uh, PPE. So, you know, that, 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 that um, people have, uh, if, if required, masks. We are trying to uh, enforce as much as possible the distancing, um, uh, the social distancing uh, guidelines. We are limiting the amount of people operating at offices at the same time. So we're operating shifts and from home office quite a lot. And, and, and yes, when it comes down to, let's say, the contact uh, when we are collecting materials, we're trying to limit that as much as we can. We have put some guidelines in place around that as well. Oh, that's good. I mean, I mean last week uh, in, a, in a written statement, you said that there was not really any disruption to your uh, I think collection routines say a week ago, um, but you must have some concerns that some of your suppliers, some of the big retailers who you have contracts with, for example, may have closed. And there's always also some pressure on the recycling chain because the household waste recycling centres are, are closed at the present. I, I mean, I guess there is a couple of points to it. I mean, first of all, I mean, there are regional differences. I mean, countries are tackling it differently and you have different challenges in, in markets. And uh, last week we have experienced a number of transport issues in Southeast Europe. Uh, and that was on the back of uh, Croatia um, putting some quarantine rules in place for drivers doing cross-border trips. Um, yes, we have seen in France some disruptions to the household collections, but more to the to the sortations. Um, and yes, in a lot of countries, um, there is some 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 questions around whether all the councils are um, upholding the um, local um, collection services. Saying that, though, is I mean, Dear Smith is one of is, is the largest paper recycler. Uh, collector uh, in Europe. We are processed around 5.5 million tons annualized. And I have to say the response of our network is really strong because if we're um, facing local disruptions, you know, we have, we have the, uh, let's say, the power of um, bringing in materials from other parts of Europe. And that, that worked very well. For example, in France, we moved a lot of materials 
from other countries to make sure we have security of supply. In addition, and I think um, that is what the governments are really doing, is um, they have identified the recycling industry and the paper and packaging industry as critical, which basically means we are still um, operating. So, for example, in Liberia, where there is a, a big shutdown of industry, the recycling industry continues to operate because it is cr critical to, to keep um, 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 goods and materials moving, you know, for example, for pharmacy, medicals and so on. And I think we're quite proud to be a critical part of that. So in a nutshell, yes, there are local disruptions, but our network is very strong and governments are doing uh, quite a lot to keep the recycling uh, moving. And over the last few, I would say, days, we see more and more response, more and more normalization in a lot of countries. So France is coming back, you know, there's a lot of focus on the sortation and collection. So, yeah, we're moving into the right direction. How do you, how do you, what, how do you place the UK in, in that picture? Uh, are we in a position where you might even have to bring material in to, over to Kensley, or is there sufficient stocks there and, and you're getting enough material from the UK market? So, I mean, the UK is one of, or is the largest surplus market for paper for recycling in Europe. Um, so there's a lot of materials available. But um, Kemsley is the largest recycler in the UK uh, when it comes down to paper for recycling, as you, as you know, with close to a million ton. Um, what we can say is um, we, we see a change um, in the source of where we, or where we get our materials from. So what we have seen over the last few days and weeks is that we have seen a spike in the grocery retail and then the online retail materials which we are collecting uh, and the reduction um, in some of the uh, industrial you know in particular when industries are shutting down um, and and a little bit in household collections although I would say that yes some some council talk around it um, but um, you know there's a lot of recognition by a lot of council that it is critical to um, continue to collect and recycle paper for recycling. Oh, right. Thanks. I mean, yes, most of the council still seem to be collecting paper yeah. for recycling at the curve side, but there is, I think it's around 10% where they've got disruptions. If that was to get yeah. worse, would, would you be concerned? Because there's been some suggestion that there should be a focus on residual waste which might mean people putting their recycling into their black sacks or you know, residual waste bins, then you, then, you, then you would lose the cardboard and other paper. Um, I, I, there are two levels to it. Uh, from a security of supply point of view for our own mill, um, it wouldn't help, but I don't think we would run into major difficulties. As I, as I said, we have a very strong network. We are the largest player. We have some good collection. Uh, and we do see um, some of the sources actually um, going up in terms of materials, and we expect them to to, to remain high, for example, grocery retail. I, I, I would be a little bit more concerned around the message it sends to the to the industry uh, or to the wider public. I mean, um, the circular economy uh, is, is so important um, when it comes down to you know our future generations. And I think um, it would be the complete wrong message to to um, to incinerate or to move into back into landfill. And the good news is the government clearly prioritised recycling as a critical industry. So I'm you know, I'm reasonable confident that yes, some councils may have to suspend it for a short time, but that we are coming back, you know, in a reasonable short time. 
that would be then you know sum up your point there really it could be a short short term hiccup in local authority supplies but are you saying probably you're you'll be compensated for by the fact that grocery sector remains strong um yeah, yeah there will be enough and you're not are you concerned about a shortage potentially uh, if this sort of lockdown I, carries I, I, for another few weeks i I, w I would say the UK, if, if we talk about the UK um, as, um, as an island, um, yeah. I, I think at the moment we are, uh, you know, we're not concerned. Yeah, I mean, it, it may change, but at the moment, because there is not a lot of pull from export at the moment, as I mentioned earlier, the UK is a large uh, paper for recycling surplus market, so a lot of materials are available. Yes, there is a change in the sources where the materials are coming from, but overall, I would say we can still cope with it. Yeah? It is not one of the markets where, where I would be, um, I mean, there are other markets I'm a little bit more worried about, to be honest. Presumably, the, the mill is busy because uh, there's good demand from the uh, retail sector at present, particularly grocery sector, for new boxes, I guess, in the light of, you know, say, very record sales in some of the stores. You're, you're turning material around very quickly, I guess. Yes, I mean, we do see, I mean, if I talk about the recycling side of things, we have seen that grocery retail is is going up significantly, and our expectation is um, that that remains at a higher level than, let's say, to normal times. On the back of it, we have seen that other retail chains like, you know, like um, fashion, uh, we talked about some of the um uh furnitures and so on they're they're more impacted by the lockdown and we have seen a reduction uh in in the materials that is that is that is the flip side of it yeah so i would say generally speaking there's less fiber available in the market but it is not at a critical level that's good i mean you mentioned the export market which is obviously a very important outlet because there's a surplus of material in the uk and obviously ds smith you, you export as well when you've uh, fulfilled your uh, your own tonnages. Uh, do you, uh, do, are you concerned that possibly Southeast Asia or China might start getting a go start get going again in sense of economy, world economies and uh, start to demand material uh, potentially you know, in higher market price levels and this becomes a bit of competition for material. Even even some of the merchants I've spoken to said there there could be a shortage in a few months' time if if the, the East really starts to start driving forward again? Um, yes, I would say this is, this is um, probably a little bit more of a normal environment. I mean, um, yes. Asia and other countries always have drawn materials from Europe um, for their needs. I think what we have seen over the last few years is that actually these numbers came down on the back of a more rigid license uh, policy by the Chinese government. Um, I, I guess that is that is widely known, licenses have came down. At the moment, there are not, um, I mean, we haven't heard anything that China is changing their approach on the licenses, meaning at the moment, there aren't a lot of available licenses available. We believe new licenses will be issued probably around May. Um, yeah. On the back of that, we have seen that other Asian countries um, actually have um, ordered more materials, um, and that is on the back of investments by Chinese mill groups, but also local mill groups. 
at the moment, um, because of some of the lockdowns in, for example, in some of the ports in India, Indonesia, some of the displaced vessels on containers, we don't see a lot of activities uh, in Europe when it comes down to export. That may change in the weeks to come. Yeah. Um, but I think that is probably done a little bit more normalized environment. And there's also the question how much, I mean, Europe is always an important supplier, but there is there is the US as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, that would be more normal world trading, really, once all that starts to move again, I guess, and you're well, well used to dealing with global markets. Exactly. And, and I think for us, I mean, uh, what is what is a little bit more worrying is the uncertainty about some of these things. But, um, you know, yes, export will kick kick back in at one point. Absolutely. Coming coming back to uh, the coronavirus um, pandemic. So, I mean, do you do you see the have you have within the company you've seen the importance of packaging for supplies, maybe medical supplies and food supplies. So are you pleased that uh, the cardboard and book packaging sector is playing its part uh, during during this situation? Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, um, I think uh, it is it is great to see the response of the whole industry. Um, as I said, we are, as, as DSMS Recycling, we're very pleased about um, a lot of governments have um, classified the recycling industry and the packaging and paper industry as critical. I think that is that is absolutely right. It's a fundamental part of the supply chain. Um, I, you know, I, I'm very positive around that after the COVID-19 um, epidemic is, is is contained, that we get to a little bit more normalised environment again. That we're coming out stronger from this um, because there is a clear recognition even more than what we have today by the public, how important the industry is. And I, I think the industry stepped up in a, in, a, in a positive and a good way. Well, thank you very much, Jochen. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, I wish you well, yourself, the family and, and the business in, in coming weeks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. The same to you. Thank you.